Project Resume can make your medical coding dreams come true. From resumes to interview skills to navigating a successful career, Project Resume has the advice you need from coders you can trust. See all that we have to offer at projectresume.net. Please make sure to reference Medical Coding Geek when you place your order. Do you need a specialized recruitment partner to send you only qualified candidates? Do you need interim staff while you conduct a search for a permanent employee? Or are you losing hires to competitors? Renowned Talent recruits experienced HIM, RCM, and CDI professionals using their trusted candidate screening and retention process for health systems and employers around the U.S. Whether you have one or multiple openings that you need to fill ASAP, please visit Renowned Talent. And tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. Again, visit RenownTalent, R-E-N-O-W-N, Talent.com, and tell them you heard this ad through the NEC podcast. You are listening. You are listening. You're listening to. Do not to Not Elsewhere. Not Elsewhere. Elsewhere. Elsewhere Classified. Welcome to Not Elsewhere Classified, a podcast about the medical coding, health information technology, and clinical documentation improvement community. I'm your host, Brian Kui. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. I am deciding to do intros on video and also translate them into audio. For the podcast. So again, welcome to the podcast. Today in the podcast, I have Danita Ruskowski from Integrity Coding. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. I highly suggest you listen to our first conversation with me and Danita back in 2017. It'll give you a, a baseline of where she was when she started Integrity Coding, and I caught up with her four years later uh, to find out that her company has grown a lot. So this is a two-part conversation. Uh, So for this week, we really try and catch up. What's been going on for the past four years? I refer to a YouTube uh, video that she has, and so please also check out our YouTube channel. where she talks about her motto, teach one, show one, do one. And overall, the interview session was kind of revolving around that. And uh, we talk all over the place. <laughs> so so without further ado, please enjoy the first part of my interview with Danita Ruskowski. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to the Not Elsewhere Classified podcast. And today on the podcast, I bring back a guest from four years ago. I'm looking at the date, November 6, 2007. <laughs> that's that's my wedding awesome. anniversary. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, so today in the podcast, we have Danita Ruskowski. Danita, how are you today? I'm good, thanks, Brian. How are you? Good. And so she is from Integrity Coding. And the last time we talked about, I think you were 
in the process of just getting it started, just yeah. getting it rolling. And right. we were just talking earlier and I'm like, boy, you, you, since the, those four years, you've really uh, taken the reins of integrity coding and moved it forward. And I was just mm-hmm. mentioning earlier that you've also moved to YouTube. And even before mm-hmm. that, you were doing like Facebook lives, promoting your free courses. Um, I mean, everybody loves free. It's just an introductory mm-hmm. course, of course, that leads into better courses by you and your staff. I, I, I was just listening to this yeah. video. I'm like, oh, I, either me or one of my instructors. I'm like, excuse me, you expanded. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Thank God. Yeah, I'm sure because you can't do it by yourself because I know once you start doing it by yourself, it can get overwhelming. And then you have mm-hmm. to realize mm-hmm. like, okay, I need some help. So it's, it's good right. to see you that you're growing. Um, I love that you're on YouTube. Um, I love that you're using YouTube to market into your uh, core services. And that's great. Mm-hmm. Um, so today we are going to catch up just like what we did with uh, Charlita over the past four years, because she was one of my first guests, the first season guests in 2017. So we might as well catch up. This would be what the sequela episode that I've been labeling uh, for people <laughs> coming back. Uh, so Danita, what's been going on since the last time we chatted on the podcast? Uh, well, Brian, actually a, a lot. And I'm very, very thankful for that. So Integrity Coding has grown tremendously. Great. Um, so the last time I saw you, I was already certified for sure. Mm-hmm. So now, now I'm a CPCI. I'm certified in OBGYN. Right. Okay. And so I'm also studying for another credential, which wow. I'm not going to mention yet. <laughs> uh, I really love, I really love cardiology. Good. So if that gives you any hint. So we're, we're still keeping it right now to outpatient coding, but we do have an instructor coming on with us. We will be going to teach inpatient coding. Wonderful. One of my instructors is studying for that. Mm-hmm. Since then, we have taken on, we have four or five instructors now, two of which are nurses. Wow. So one of them is, one of them is our daughter. Mm-hmm. So our youngest daughter is a critical care nurse here at a major Boston mm-hmm. hospital. And she does, you know, cardiovascular, thoracic. Mm-hmm. And she has taken on the introduction to anatomy and physiology. Oh, good. And the reason I like her teaching that, it's, it's twofold, not just because she's my daughter, but because she's got a lot of hands-on clinical, well, maybe it's mm. because she's my daughter, mm. but she's got yes. a lot of clinical experience. And when you talk to somebody, it's one thing being a coder, mm-hmm. but it's another thing, like when you have nurses that are also coders, mm-hmm. they have a lot of great clinical background and that makes the codes come to life. Yes. I like so, that. Yeah. So when she's talking about her thoracic surgery, maybe she's talking about VATS. And our, you know, her cabbages, she can go into detail about that. Mm-hmm. And the students, when you, instead of just talking like this and you go, and then it's the students like, so you want to bring life to it because, you know, coding really like can that. be fun. If you make it mm-hmm. fun for the students, you mm-hmm. has, have to grasp that learning style of the students so that they remember it and can apply it. Other than that, it's just words and words without yeah. meaning and understanding mm-hmm really have no meaning correct i agree so it's it's great so now we we teach medical billing we -hmm. teach medical coding we just hired i just hired an instructor christina harris and she's teaching our um auditing course and she's great i sat in 
uh, on one of her classes. We offer free classes before we get into the, the real courses, which right. is what you saw us mm -hmm. advertising on YouTube. Mm -hmm. So we do, and we're going to, it's coming up again, everybody. We're offering another five week free course that's coming up. Wow. And we do this, it's, we do it for the benefit because everybody says, oh yeah, I, I want to get into coding. It's great. And it is great. You know, even after these years, it's still such a great profession mm -hmm. because it offers not only a great income once you're certified and experienced, but the flexibility. If you can produce the work and know what you're doing, you will be valuable to a practice. Yep. So coding. I was just, I was there. just, I was just mentioning last, last episode is that um, I just realized I'm in my 20th year of healthcare and it doesn't feel like it no. doesn't feel like 20 years. So when you mentioned that, like being a medical coder, uh, or working with medical coding, um, even in my 20th year, because somebody told me like, hey, uh, 20 years ago, I did this. I'm like, excuse me, this was 20 years ago. And I'm like, yeah. wait, I'm approaching, like this year is my 20th year. And right. I'm like, wait a second, it doesn't feel like it. Only because- You know why? Why? Go ahead. Because healthcare, as long as there's going to be people, Brian, there's going to be healthcare. Mm. And healthcare never stays the same. Yeah, that's I right. mean, we've seen it. We've mm. seen it now with COVID. That's what I said. We have thought 20 years ago, we would have seen COVID and how things have changed and the mm. protocols. And so evolving, it's constantly changing. That's what If I said, you're staying yeah. up to date. Yep, that's it. Because like for me, I, I my answer was, I'm still learning. Like, I feel mm. like I, I haven't Absolutely. learned enough. And because I haven't learned enough, I still need to do more. And that's right. why at 20, even right. at 20 years, you know, in the field, like I still feel like I'm a beginner because I'm still right. learning when you're still right. learning and feeling like you have a student mentality as yeah. a professional, you'll yeah. want to strive for more. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so one of the other courses that we just launched last year was uh, risk adjustment. Risk adjustment mm. is really hot. Wow. And so the, the instructor, Three of my instructors are four of my instructors are former students. Oh, and, amazing. <laughs> yeah. And so one of them in particular who's been with me the longest, Erin. Hello, Erin. She has really become like such a part of integrity coding. And I told her, she's like, you're the second part of my coding brain mm -hmm. because she thinks like me. She teaches like me. Mm -hmm. And the students have really taken to her. Good. So we offer risk adjustment now, and she's awesome with ICD-10 coding. So she's really, really good. Good. Yeah. Good. So I've seen you. You've been expanding like a lot. So what? Lot. what let me let me talk, let me ask this question. What made you, or when did you feel, from 2017 up until now? Between then, when did you feel like you needed to expand? When did you feel like you needed all of these new instructors to bring in more people to help you expand your own business? So, you know, as a coder and as a business person, you're in service and your job is to serve your customers. Mm -hmm. And what's out there right now, coding is where it starts. And that's really my favorite is teaching the coding. Mm -hmm. But there's more than that now. Risk adjustment is very big because now things are based a lot on diagnoses. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to drive revenue, right? Right. And so what's going on out there, you have to be um, adaptable to it mm -hmm. and you have to be resourceful. And really it was a doctor who became a coder and she is the one that said this to me. She said, the sky's the limit once you get certified. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just the truth. If, if practices need risk adjustment, then we as instructors and business men and women need to be able to provide that mm -hmm. train, train students so that they can do it. 
And the other answer is why not? Why not? If, if people are out there and know, because you don't know everything, I can cook really, really good Italian food, but I'm not really a great cook with, with other things. So I need somebody else to come in and say, Hey, can you show me how to do this? Or, Hey, do you want to take that portion of the meal? Mm-hmm. So there's, there's a big meal out there that needs to be had. It needs to be based in nutrition, so to speak. And I'm using, you know, I'm using parables here. Yeah. You have to be able to provide that meal so that people are satisfied and nourished and then can go out and do what they need to do. If you're not nourished, you're not going to have the ability to go out and, and do other things and serve other people. I agree. It's like a potluck, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. There's just a lot out there and, the older I get, I don't want to stop learning. Mm. I just don't want to stop. Encoding is one of those things. You don't want to stay stagnant because if you say stagnant, you're going to stay behind. Mm. You can't afford to do that in, in healthcare and encoding because of the way things are changing. You have to be able to adapt and produce the work. And so what, what's been going on since then? So you've, you've grew your company. Um, mm-hmm. What else has been happening since, yeah. the, since the last time we did our podcast? <laughs> So the, I think the first time I spoke with you, we only had one grandchild mm. and now we're on grandchild number eight. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. And that was, that was really the driving force, you know, in coding, when I'm talking to my students, we use the term, this is going to drive the code decision. Mm. So my grandchildren is what has driven my decision to become certified. That's what you mentioned in the last po- podcast. Yep. Yeah. And that is still my driving force. As I mm-hmm. said, you know, earlier, um, right now I have one of my grandchildren here. So I have mm-hmm. like a, a sister is here helping me. So I, that is my driving force in staying active, keeping my business going because being able to be available for them and helping with them and helping where need be whether it be financially or personally, I want to be able to do that. Coding offers that. You know, years ago, and I might've said in the last podcast, but years ago, my previous pastor said something. It was a Christmas time. And he said, you know, how many of us, it came Christmas time. And we said, geez, I wish I could help so-and-so. Well, you know what? You can't give what you don't have. And when you become certified, not only is that going to want you to get experience, of course, that's going to increase your ability to make more money so that you not only help you, but you help others who would not want it to be, you know, somebody in need, maybe they need their rent paid Mm -hmm. bills paid. A single mom needs a car, you know, help with that. How great would it be to say, you know what? I've got that. I can help you out with that. It's those things becoming certified gives you that ability to not, it's not just about helping you. It's about helping others. Mm -hmm. So that's right. I believe that. I think like when it's, it's going into a discussion about paying forward, paying it forward. Right. So like, if you have a certain skill, if you have something, you know, like for myself, you know, like podcasting, uh, setting up, you know, a podcasting thingy doing YouTube and stuff like that. I think it's very important to, to take what you have learned and then share it. It's, it's like, it's like what you, what you're, what you were talking about here in your video, show one, teach one, do one, but also Mm -hmm. share it as well. I think that's most important because when you pay forward to other people, um, it, it only just makes the, I guess for me, the, when I, when I first started podcasting, people came to me like, okay, how do you start a podcast? I'm like, okay, let, just send me email. Give me a call. I will tell you the basics on how to do it. And there have been people who've just kind of ran with it 
and right. away with it and, and created their own podcast. And now they're thinking about creating a YouTube channel. And I think this is to me, and you've done it too. You've done your own YouTube channel as well. And you're, you're carrying, I, I just saw the one uh, for July. And um, to me, it's like, this is the newest thing. And, and I'm right. going to go back to 2020 because, you know, in the pandemic, everybody was home. I mean, mm-hmm. how are you going to market yourself if you're not going to a in-person conference? And that was the usual um, way of getting yourself out there. You go to a conference, you attend the sessions, but then when you're in the little, you know, um, vendor center, you just kind of in between sessions, you would meet people have, you know, and outside the, 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 the sessions you would have like, you know, meetups and stuff like that. And you would just connect from there. That's the old way. But then right. when, when 2020 hit and all of that got canceled, I mean, a lot for me, was canceled. HIMSS. Mm-hmm. A, I was supposed to speak at AAPC, my first. Uh, well, yeah, my first national conference, and then Ahima. I was supposed to speak at Ahima in Atlanta. All of that got canceled. So the question would be like, you know, what did, what is that I needed to do to get myself out there? But I'm gonna turn that question to you. You know, last year specifically with with all of this stuff, and I see you create your YouTube channel. But even before the YouTube channel, you created that years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you decide to, and I think what I'm getting at is, is you've been leveraging a lot of video mm-hmm. you know, of you speaking and, 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 and the, what's, 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 I'm going to make a comment about is because when I look at, watch you speak or even listen to you speak. And when I did the podcast with you, you have a certain, um, when you speak to somebody, it's like you're, you, you're grabbing them. You know, like yeah. you're hugging them and you're bringing them in. Like, hey, I'm talking right. to you. Right. Even right. though I'm talking to nobody right now, but when you, when the way you, um, the way you portray your message, the way you uh, speak, it's like it it engages you automatically. You know, when when you when you listen to it. Go ahead. That means a lot, Brian. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's certainly. I hope, and I hope it comes across authentically because I. Yeah, that's the. That's I mean right. it. I want to. I want to give you an example. Sure. Um. I, we run these AAPC approved fast track courses mm-hmm. and it offers 35 CEUs. Mm-hmm. So I started these and we meet on Saturday mornings. That's the way it was at, at the, early in the year. Yeah. And I had a mom and I won't obviously mention any names, mm-hmm. but she is a single mom, a young, a young woman, and she's a widow and she mm-hmm. has a son. She just sent me. So she passed her exam the first mm-hmm. time with us. She sent me an email about three weeks ago and I've asked her, I want her to come mm-hmm. on. And she took, had a, got a job interview. She had been doing billing and I, I believe some light coding, but definitely billing. She got a job, Brian, and her salary increased $35,000. Oh, wow. Can you imagine what that means for a single parent mm-hmm. raising a young boy? Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's life-changing. Mm-hmm. It changes the game. Yeah. And so when I'm, and again, I'm going to say my Italian, I mean, is that the Sicilian in me? I don't know. But I want, like I tell students, I'm like, your success is personal to me. Mm-hmm. You know, my success, when I could not pass that exam and I couldn't figure out like, why, why am I not passing this? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. You have to step back and say, wait a minute, my instructors are doing the best that they can. It has to be, my learning style has to be, so you take responsibility. I didn't say blame, but I did say responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so I, I want students to know, like, I'm going to help you but you also have to give me your hundred yep. percent. If I can do it, you absolutely can do it. That's right. And I do want them to know this is absolutely attainable. You know, get, be in a space where you can study well, 
don't try to study at eight o'clock at night after you've had a full day of working and kids. It's very difficult. So I want students, I do want to engage my students. And that's why our live classes, I believe, have the pass rate that it does is because my instructors are trained that we don't leave a class without open forum. And that's when students talk back and forth with us all the time. I don't get this. You know, we have our Facebook group. So if students don't have a question, if you have a question, pose it. Good for you. Let's work it out. Let's work it out and say, okay, why did the patient leave the house? But always, everything is always coding guidelines and sequences. So the, the particular question that the student had, I said, go back to your coding conventions. What does it say about sequela? What does it say about the sequencing of sequela? So, um, yeah, I, I want them to know it is personal to me and their success. It's not just about, oh, it's got to maintain integrity coding. No, you need to maintain your integrity. You need to know you've paid some hard-earned money here. Right. Let's get this done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you provide that, uh, that accountability. I do. Right? I yeah. absolutely do. First, the, not for you, but for the student. The student needs for the to student. Have, yeah, the student needs to have some form of accountability. They can't rely solely on the instructor to do, to, to get them to where they need to go. Right. You know, they, you would have to really, you know, meet each other halfway. You're giving yes. up to a certain point. I think, I think, you know, you mentioned Facebook groups because I, I watch, I can't believe you started one. So yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, I watch, um, I watch the, um, you know, my Facebook groups and uh, even other Facebook groups as well. It's like, you know, when, when, when somebody fails, when somebody mm-hmm. reaches at a point, you know, I, I did this class, I did this certification, I did this, you know, but it's not coming to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, you, how, like, to me, it's like, okay, I feel they still haven't done enough, you mm-hmm. know, cause, cause, if I tell them my story and compare it to theirs, it's still not enough. You're right. You're right. When you think about it. But I think, you know, if, (laughs) if I had typed it on Facebook, it would have been a different story. Uh, It would have been an argument, but I, you know, my personal opinion is like, okay, like you said, when you're talking about accountability, the the instructor can only do so much. Right. What you just mentioned is that you, you, you give accountability to the student, but you also empower to student the student to do more. Right. Um, I've been doing YouTube videos on. I mean, I'm, I still have a lot about to talk about in regards to. I think more on the the student, the teacher, the university, the education um, institution. It's like who's supposed to provide what, you know? Right. And I'm glad right. you mentioned this because it's like you can't rely on the instructor to do everything. You know, the instructor is only, you know, at least from from an academia side, from an associate's level side, you know, they're they're given the course, they're given the syllabus, they're given the the the, the materials, and they're given only a certain period of time, like you know, like eight to sixteen weeks. And you could only cram in so much within that yeah. time, given that title of the course. And so when the instructor is doing as much as they can to give within that certain period of time, but then the, the, the student doesn't get enough, that's what's different. I, I think what you provide um, in your uh, courses is what's missing. You know, it's like you're not in a big time crunch. Looking for a convenient, cost-effective solution for interventional radiology coding training? Check out Cracking the IR Code, Mastering Interventional Radiology and Cardiology Coding Online Education. 
created by interventional radiology coding expert Stacy Buck of RadRx. This comprehensive online training offers access to content for one year, Q&A support available during your one-year enrollment period, hundreds of coding scenarios, and actual operative reports. What are you waiting for? It's time to earn that specialty credential. Go to RadRx for additional testimonials and information, and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. Again, go to RadRx and use our promo code GEEK10 for special pricing. The Haugen Consulting Group offers healthcare consulting, education, and auditing services utilizing a team of industry experts specializing in leadership, project management, and assessments for HIM and patient access. Their auditors and educators are experts in facility and professional fee coding and offer education for ICD-10-CM, PCS, CPT, HIM, patient access, and revenue cycle. The Haugen Consulting Group is thrilled to be a partner with MedicalCodingGeek.com and the Not Also Classified podcast. Podcast. Go to thehaugengroup.com slash shop and use promo code GEEK15 at checkout to receive a discount on webinars and desk aids. Again, go to thehaugengroup, H-A-U-G-E-N, group.com slash shop and use our promo code GEEK, G-E-E-K-1-5 at checkout. Hey everybody, if you are enjoying the podcast so far, please consider liking this video and also subscribing to the Non-Nelser Classified Podcast YouTube channel so you can be notified for future videos. Also, please check out the Medical Coding Geek YouTube channel where I also post videos on the Medical Coding, CDI, and HIM community. Also, check out medicalcodinggeek.com where we offer a lot of uh, services, including our Facebook groups. You can go to medicalcodinggeek.com slash services. Check out our Facebook groups, including Medical Coding Geeks, the RHIT and RHIA exam support group, the CDI network. We have a marketplace where you can sell and buy your books. We also have the CEU hit list. If you're interested in free CEUs, I release a monthly list of free CEUs that I find on the internet. Also, you could follow us on social media, not also classified. Everything is at NEC podcast for Medical Coding Geek. It's at MED Coding Geek. You could find us on Facebook, Instagram, and we are also on TikTok. If you are listening to this episode, please make sure to subscribe and rate our show on Apple Podcasts. All the ratings and the reviews help our show get noticed. Also, I wanted to take a moment to promote our partners. You could check them out at medicalcodinggeek.com slash partners. They include the Haugen Consulting Group, RadRx, Project Resume, Renowned Talent, and so much more. And of course, you could find me, Brian Kui. My last name is spelled C-U-I on LinkedIn. So without further ado, let's return back to the show. Right? Mm-hmm. You're not because you're you're your own business. You're not I am. you're not dictated by a university. You're not no. dictated by a dean to say, hey, you have to do it at this certain time, this right. certain rate. And what I'm listening to, you know, I'm I'm gonna link the the last video <clears throat> to this video as well on the Not Also Classified Podcast YouTube channel. Um, what you'll hear is that, and you could explain 
<laughs> is, uh, is, you know, she gives the core amounts what you need, but then she also gives additional amount in order for you to walk away, not feeling that you're, you're not full, right? Like if yeah. I go, if like, I mean, for, I, I love going to a Korean barbecue or a hot plat place. Uh, mm. And I, I like to, you know, when you spend the money, you want to walk away full. Right? Yes. That's, yes. That's the real idea of that. So I think you provide that for your students. Could you explain right. that a little bit more? Yeah. So I, I have to, and I'm being 100% as God is my witness, honest. Mm. We, I've made it a, um, a goal to never charge like these outrageous prices for coding. Mm. And if you want to discuss that further, we can, but sure. what we have decided, what I have decided is if students need the basics with anatomy and physiology and medical terminology, we will offer that. Mm -hmm. But if you already know that, you don't need to spend the money for that. Mm. You can come to our fast track course. Mm -hmm. But we do offer a comprehensive class. And I will talk back and forth with you, just like that student with the sequela. I wanted you, you know, I always say like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger has these amazing muscles but we have the same muscles. Mm -hmm. His, granted, he's uh, as as a man, his muscles are going to be different. Yeah. But still, I have biceps, right? Mm -hmm. I have pectorals, mm -hmm. but it's all how I develop it. Right. So you, as a as the coder and as the student, you have that ability. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to draw it out of you. I'm not going to say, okay, Brian, here you go. So I always say this to you know, when you go on your on your job, they're not going to say, all right, did I do A, B, C, or D? You circle. What do you think? Mm -mm. So I teach them, you pull out those keywords. What did they do? But I'm not going to like spoon feed at you. And we don't care at all, Brian. You know, if students get questions wrong, we don't care if you get That's it wrong. Okay. I okay. care about you doing your homework. That's right. So I do keep a, a firm attendance policy mm. and um, homework policy because we don't charge those outrageous fees. We don't need to. We have the pass right now that proves it. But what I do expect from you, you make sure, unless it's an outright emergency, we are in class. Years ago when I learned shorthand, that's what my teacher said to me. Do you know how you learn shorthand? By coming to class. Mm -hmm. And that just stuck with me. Do you know how you're going to learn coding? Coming time after time after time and doing that repetitive homework. Yeah. But I do feel that accountability is huge because you're not taking me into your exam with you. And, but I, so often I have students say, Miss Danita, I heard you in my head when I was in my exam. Why did the patient leave the house? And, and also to like the, the tips that I give them and the steps that we have in our, in our guide sheets, mm. you know, there's a rhyme and a reason and a logistics to pattern to, to coding. Mm. You just have to look at the, like, why are they setting it up like this? Look at it in ICD 10, we're going to go generally head to toe. You're going to look at some of the codes. Look at the sequence and the way they set it up. Right, left, bilateral, unspecified. Another pattern. So we give students like these nutrients and say, okay, now you, you develop it. You build those muscles. And so that falls into what I wanted to talk about is, is in the video, you said, show one, teach one do one so could mm. you 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 said you developed yeah. yourself but I, I i think i've heard it somewhere else i don't know on a radio station no i didn't develop that saying but i developed the the motto 
The model, yes, right, right, the right, model, right. Yeah. But I've heard it. I've heard. I've heard it though on a radio station one time. Show one, teach one, do one, or something like that. It has to do. Yeah. With it, but I think it also involved with sharing it as well. But yeah, because the you know because you're the instructor and and the student's a student, it only goes up to do one because they're not able mm-hmm. to share it unless they truly comprehend right. it. Right. So could you so, explain the that the little phrase that you or yes. the, the the model of teaching that you provide? Yeah, so for example, I come from a background of dermatology, orthopedics, OBGYN, and some pediatrics. So I say, when we're talking about excisions, I'm going to say, so you know, a patient, when they come in, say we're talking about, you know, they're having something removed, they don't know what it is. And I, so we will refer, when they talk about our excision codes in integumentary, I say, okay, so when the patient comes in the office, look at these codes. We have excisions. They're based in body groupings, right? Trunk, arms, legs. Mm-hmm. And then they have, you know, top of the bottom, bottom of the bo- uh, body, top of the body, bottom of the body. So I'm teaching you. Now I'm going to show you with a scenario. I'm going to give you an example of a patient that came in. They had something removed from their arm. If they were, if it was removed from their arm, you tell me what body groupings would I be in, first of all. I'm not giving you dimensions yet. Oh, it's going to be this parent code. Exactly. And then when we do one, now we're going to pull a scenario. And I said, no, here's how they're going to ask you this on the exam. I put the scenario on the screen. Or we're doing practice questions together. I said, I want you to tell me where's the keywords. Mm-hmm. We're going to look. Go. It's a lesion. Is it benign or malignant? It's benign. So I teach them patterns. Well, see how the benign codes are set up? 114. See how malignant? 116. Mm -hmm. The higher the number, the higher the severity. So you want to be able to say, like strategy-wise, oh, it's benign. I'm going to be able to eliminate a 116 because my benigns are 114s. That's what I mean. Show one, teach one, do one. Cardiology, you know, Brian, that's the the most challenging area, I think, for students. I know it was for me. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, and, you know, in my preparation for wanting more certifications, going over cardiology coding, mm-hmm. you have no choice but to dig in. If you want to be a cardiology coder, it's, it's not going to be questions one, two, three. Was it a pacemaker or a defibrillator? Mm-hmm. Okay, no. And actually, one of the instructors that he's not with us right now, he took a, a little leave. He was so good. He works for, he's a cardiology coder. He passed out the exam the first time after taking it with us. Awesome. He got a job as a cardiology coder, like right, right out the door. Amazing. Yeah. And he's just like, some students just gravitate to certain areas. Well, he gravitated to cardiology and he was excellent. Nick, if you're listening, I can't wait to have you back again. Um, <laughs> Come back, Nick. <laughs> yeah. But cardiology is one of those things that, okay, well, we give show one and teaching one. I give the analogy like the trunk of a tree. Look at that. And I'm going there because my trees are right out there. Look at the trunk of a tree. There's your aorta. But it branches off. I have a ton of leaves on my trees, right? I have branches that branch off of branches. I said, that's, think about your body like that. So there's the analogy of show one, teach one, do one. When they can get a picture of their head, in their head, of a tree, because we're not physicians, but if you can get that picture in your head, you kind of feel like you're following them in your in your mind when they're maneuvering that catheter to the levels. 
it's it's very it's very very interesting it's no, cool it is it is and i i i spent 12 years uh at a healthcare organization that's that that would at least for my first couple of years you know you're talking about open heart cardiac cath um what else intra-aortic balloon pumps uh you know all of those things and and the one thing that i've noticed in cardiology is congestive heart failure coronary artery Mm -hmm. disease myocardial infarctions i mean uh you know i've seen them all i've seen them Mm -hmm. all but you won't be able to understand it the way i understand cardiology is there has to be a certain flow right because when you think of the circulatory system there's a flow and you you mentioned the aorta you mentioned the branches the peripheral branches uh for me it's always started at the four chambers of the heart that's where you go and then you kind of branch out from there because because when you look at the aorta and all the peripherals anything that happens it's going to happen along the way and you're able to identify Mm. that disease and then because when you're able to identify the disease, then you'll be able to identify the procedure that goes with it, you know? Right, right, and, right, right. So that's that's the way I look at it. And it's always, <laughs> when I used to teach, I just draw one one line and this line, right? Just like that. That's the four chambers. I didn't make a, an actual heart. I just went yeah. like this. Let's begin here. And they're like, yeah. what is that? That is the heart. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'll ex- <laughs> let me work with me. Work with let, me. Let me explain because I'm not an artist, but I will make yeah. it. I will make it work. Yeah. And so when you go through the heart and then you go through the flow, you, yeah. Then you add in the the valves. Then you add in the. Once you get to the left ventricle, then everything is just it just flows right out because once you go no from pun the, intended exactly <laughs> from the left ventricle then to the body yeah. and then from there. I've always, when I, when I used to teach um, CDI, uh, you know, in terms of just clinical conditions, when you look at from the left ventricle, from there, everything else kind of falls into place in terms of teaching other things. And then you get into more of the hematology, you talk going about, you know, oxygenation from there, you get into uh, acidity, basic acidity, metabolic acidosis, and then you get into more things like diabetes. Like, you know, once you start to me, I've always liked to start here because yeah. it, it, it allows you to teach other things that are related to it. You know, then. Yeah. From, yeah. Good point. Because when you good go point. from cardiology, um, then you get into vascular from then from vascular, yeah. you're getting to PVD, then to gangrene, then to amputations. Right. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, so I, sad. I only go through because I because I, I used to work in the same system in a in a in another hospital that that's all they did was vascular procedures. Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't have been able to understand it unless I had the cardiology first. Yeah. Right. And you know, yeah. So when we talk about like selective and non-selective, mm-hmm. I, I give the example. I say, you know, like if I want to go to the mall, if I could just stay on Main Street, mm-hmm. I'm on my Main Street of the aorta. Yeah. I am non-selective. Yeah. But for me, I can't do that. I have to branch off of this street to go to that street in order to get to the mall and get into right. Lord and Taylor. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want you to think of it that way. Every time I'm veering off a street, where did that catheter have to go? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you have to be skilled in that if you're going to bring in the proper revenue for your vascular right. surgeons. Mm-hmm. So if you keep it in in the area where you can make it relatable. And then when students think like, wow, I could understand that. Of course you can understand that. Yeah. We have the ability to understand, you know, and, and I'm not saying, you know, we're not, well, why not? Why couldn't we be? 
why couldn't we understand all of that? Why, why not? Mm-hmm. So you can't, we limit our own thinking by saying, we listen to those lies. Yeah, but you know, I had this and I'm not smart. And, you know, like I have students with challenges, but you know, that doesn't mean you can't pass your exam. You right. learn different. Right, right. Don't we all? Right. Um, I just saw on Facebook, somebody posted, I hate this when they, when they, when they posted like a vicious, you know, the, the catch 22, you, mm-hmm. you, you can't get experience unless you have a job, you, um, but you can't get a job unless you have an experience. And, and you bring in this certain mentality that I see a lot on Facebook with that. I mean, I, I should be talking about YouTube, but I might as well talking about here, but um, let me tell you what happened today. Right. So today I woke up at six o'clock in the morning. I went to go pick up my wife. She's an ER nurse. Uh, over in Orlando. God bless them. <laughs> I had to go pick her up, <laughs> right? And I'm like, you, like, did you take care of COVID patients? She says, like, yeah. I said, okay, just. <laughs> right? Anyways, I get home, right? And I do um, about two to three hours of my my full time job because I still got to catch up. And yeah, then, yeah. and then because my computer, I just told you my computer is on the fritz here. Um, I'm like, okay, what do I do? And I go outside. Uh, there's a whole bunch of weeds in my, mm. in my, um, wherever I put my mulch in. So, you know, when you look at it, when you look at it though, and this, this is to, getting to my point is I look at it every day and I'm like, gosh, that's, that's so much. Right. Mm-hmm. But unless you get in it and start somewhere, I said, okay, I'm going to start by my door. I'm going to yeah. get in a squat. Uh, I'm going to get my little pan and I'm going to pull them out one by yes, one. Yes, yes, right? yes. And then eventually you get finished to one section. Then you finish another section. Then you finish another section. Right. And another section. Then you'll look back like, wow, this looks great. And right. It, and it wasn't Amen. that bad. You know? Right. And you know, to the weeds can also represent those little lies in our head. Mm-hmm. If you don't pull that lie out and say, no, that's a lie. Yes, I can learn it. Mm-hmm. And you flick it back in the woods. No, yes, I can do this. <laughs> pull that root up from the, pull that weed up from the roots. That's right. You got to pull them out. And and so when you look at it, like I just explained it earlier, you know, you, in the 20 year run that I, that I have, I mean, it's like, I've had ups and downs, ups and downs. Mm. Who does have ups right. and downs, right? Uh, it's never a perfect, you know, career. Uh, but when you look at the grand scheme of things, when you look back, and that's what I've been doing with a lot of people on this podcast. Is let's let's take what you've done and it's kind of like let's let's look back, you know, crack a beer, look at it. I'm like, okay, what, <laughs> what does that look like? And like, oh, that looks yeah. really great. Yeah. And so even for students, um, I just did. Uh, I just helped out another student. Um, she is just getting into an HIT program, and um, she had all of these negative thoughts. Like, yeah, I don't think I should be doing this YouTube thing. I don't know if I could do an interview for my assignment. Um, I tried. This, I saw I it. It was awesome. Did you? Yeah. yeah. So here's an update, right? So I don't think I mentioned anywhere. Um, I did in the last podcast, but she was so empowered with just that. Yeah. I didn't do anything just except for listen and give her my feedback. Right. right? Yeah. I just listened and gave her my feedback. She was very empowered. Like, gosh, that was so easy. I could just go yeah. to the yeah. and talk to them. I said, yes, you can. Yeah. Just do it again and do right. it again and do it again. Right. And that's your career in networking. Right. Amen. And so because of that, she was very empowered that she just decided to 
I don't know, just apply to 20 positions, even though she couldn't get it. And then she just uh, messaged me on LinkedIn. She said, hey, Brian. I said, yes, Norma. Um, I found a job and they want me to interview. I'm like, okay, great. Go for it. And she's like, can you give me advice? I think I already gave you advice. I think you already know what to do. Yeah. Just yeah. treat it the same way like when you right. were talking to me. Like, yeah. don't, don't feel don't feel like you you are deficient. Right. You, you got to fake it till you make it. You got to, yeah. you go in there and you go in there with that suit on and it doesn't, whatever is going on in here, you just don't let them see you sweat. Yeah. You go in there, you present yourself That's right. professionally. Yeah. Just professionally. And also, you know, like even though the position that she, she was, um, she was applying for was very entry level. I told her, look, if, if I was, if you were interviewing with me, I want you to be straight up with me. Yeah. Tell me what you know. And also tell me what you don't know. Right. I don't know this, but I am willing to do this. Give me an example that you were faced in a situation that you did not know, but you eventually learned. And so she kind of yeah. talked about her retail experience, like all of this yeah. and that. I said, also, you know, make the other person laugh. If you right. can at least do that, if you could can take control of the interview and make the person who's interviewing you comfortable, right. right? Then they'll see like, okay, that person's a really good person to work with. They could fit into, I guess, the employer's culture of what they need for that person. And so anyway, she interviewed and then she called me back. I know she texted me back on LinkedIn. She says, you know what? I got the job. Like, oh my God. I'm like, what? No, I'm like, Yeah. So, so she, she has, she's not even, she's in the middle of her medical terminology course, right? So as we're talking here, she was in the middle of her medical terminology course. She has not even gotten to the HIT program for her associates yet. She's not certified, but yet she yet. landed. She landed. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yet but she landed a position in HIM. And you know what that shows? That she's teachable. Yes. That shows perseverance. That, so, you know, you never despise small beginnings. Never. Because mm. you all, I mean, we all started off. I started off, even after my, my training, I started off as an ICU secretary. Mm -hmm. From there, I was able to get into transcription. So it's all those things. Because in... Medical billing and medical coding is so intricately entwined. That's why we offer both of those. But you just get that foot in the door any way that you can. I mean, good for her. I hope students are listening to what this young woman did. She she just went out there and just said, yeah, I'm going to fill out these applications. No, in the process of, but I can do it. I'm willing to do it. I'm teachable. Mm -hmm. Let me, you know, and employer, employees, employers love that because they can now take and shape and mold. That's this right. is the way we want it done. So that's, I mean, that's awesome. I hope everybody hears that and follows that pattern. Yeah, I, it, it empowered me to like, look, if uh, for anybody that that reaches out to me and asks me questions, yeah, I'm like, you know what? In order for me to answer that, you need to do this. Yeah, <laughs> you need to do this. Yeah. Some people are like, oh, I don't, oh, I don't know. I'm like, you want the answer? You want to feel empowered? Right. Get right. on here. And so, so far I have about maybe two people that want to do it, but I still haven't scheduled it yet. So it's like, mm -hmm. let, let's get them over the heebie-jeebies. Like, I, I, right. like, you know, it's, right. it's not that bad. And so as long as I think what it is, is that, you know, students and professionals, the students feel very 
uh, intimidated. You know, like、mm-hmm. they they think like, okay, they're gonna make me feel small. I said, no, 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 no. We need more people like yourself, right? We need more students. We need to bring them up. And so when you have that mentality of, you know, that I'm here, this person's here. No, we gotta be on a we're gonna be on the same level. And、mm. the way I think is like, okay, I like to pay it forward because you never know. One day, you might be my boss. MedicalCodingGeek.com.